0: Ta-da.
1: Easy now. I don't say such things. <laughs> uh, and hello so and begins. welcome. Hello and welcome to this episode. <laughs> oh no! What's it called? Drive? <laughs> Did you
2: not even do your googling before you got here? No. Seriously. Should I have done? Well, now I guess we need to introduce this guy next to us. Do we actually do we know him? Should we introduce the Drive Talk podcast powered by Mitchell? We, we should introduce the Drive Talk podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, so it begins. So it begins. Welcome back, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for your support, as always. Uh, it's been awesome watching the numbers grow, etc. Uh, we're back down here at the Podium Paddock at Podium Place. Um, obviously, my co-host, Petrol Ped, and our absolute legend of a guest down there. Couldn't, uh, couldn't make it today, but we got him instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, we <we're> co- got <laughs> I only actually live about 35 <laughs> minutes away, so I was a, a good stand-in for... Uh, I mean you had Fernando Alonso but Yeah he, uh,
2: he couldn't make it He was too busy climbing on podiums He was yeah um, But this is Chris Eads A uh, good mutual friend of ours Also known as Baron Von Grumble Also known as the co-host uh, Or the, 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 the star on 44 Teeth along with Al um, Which is a really awesome motorbike YouTube channel uh, And I'm not just saying that It's, it's really good Very comical
1: And uh, it's a pleasure having you on mate Thank you very much. That was a very nice introduction and uh, very kind, yes.
2: <laughs> Got to pay this care fee, you know, gently.
0: And, uh, so, so we brought Chris along today to kind of teach us how to be a little bit more risque in a podcast, eh?
1: I yes. don't know what you're worried about. I'm an incredibly polite young man and I rarely say anything controversial. Well, talking about young, how, how you know, how young are you? I am 44 years old, which is quite Ooh. good. I mean, that's, that's why we called it, 44. So 43,
2: 44, 40, 51. Uh, 51. You've just ruined the
0: flow there. Yeah, but your mum still thinks I'm younger than
1: you. Oh, that, this is. <laughs> that's <laughs> so <laughs> true. Oh, no, that's got me again. Do you know his mum well?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: let's just move
2: on. <laughs> hey, mum, how's it going? Sorry for anything that Chris says. Hi, uh, Joe's mum. How are you doing? You're you right? Yes. Yeah? There we go. So we've gone in
0: to this episode with no kind of format, script, structure or anything. Just
2: thinking, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. And it's over to Joe to kind of lead us through it. Oh, thanks. See, I didn't even know that bit. But um, <laughs> Well, let's, uh, let's rewind to, I think it was 2016, uh, where many of us met. It's the first time I met Chris. We went to a go-karting event um, at Daytona in Sandown Park. And actually, that was one of the first times I met Patrick and a number of other people. Um, And it was a really good evening. Uh, I I, I had my rib broken on that. You had your rib broken. There was a few incidents. Um, Archie Hamilton turned up as the pro racing driver. Obviously, he was drafted in to show us all how it's done and win. Um, I ended up winning that race. And then, uh, but it was really... (laughs) He got that one in. Just, he just did feel that, that when we start it. talking about Palmer Sport, you can jump in there. Yeah, yeah, apparently being really heavy in go-karts is a good thing. Um, traction, they say, don't they? Traction, yes. In fact, while we're talking about that, it's the first time we're all, oh, well, what are we, 6'4", six, 6'3"? Six, 3. 6'4"? Six, 6'4", four. Six, four. wow. Three, three giants on the strapping sofa. Strapping young men. Yes, three strapping young men. Um, but that was the first time I met Chris, and um, I must say, it was kind of love at first sight, uh,
1: yeah, I remember you sort of, uh, I, I, you, we were both quite early and you were sort of checking out the track condition, ever the professional, uh, and uh, I was like, oh, hello. Yep. Hello, what do you do then? Oh, I do this. And uh, yeah, we got chatting and um,
2: fell in love. We did. And I have to say, fast forwarding to today, the here and now, me with my bike license that I got last summer... Um, majority of that was down to your influence and sort of being around your world seeing your bikes coming you know popping down to see you lots uh, as we're going to find out in this podcast Chris is also a car guy um, and uh, yeah and, and honestly I'm so glad that I have my bike license now and that I'm riding and, and I hope to do some interesting stuff with you in the near future.
1: Yeah well, we've 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 talked about some cool content ideas which I think are going to be not only good for you, but also really entertaining to watch
2: and informative. So Yes, and that's the most important thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Chris, can you tell us something about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do? Because I know that you do juggle a few things. You still have a job, as it were, but you manage to fit in a lot of things around that. Um, so yeah, over to you.
1: Yeah, I mean... <sighs> it's a bit yeah i'm i'm probably one of the worst self-promoters going it, it is hard to self-promote i find it difficult so it's always that sort of slightly cringy oh i do this and do that i mean some people youtubers let's not name any names but they love it don't they? <laughs> and like, i've done this i'm amazing i'm brilliant whereas uh, beat number one where's that swear box pat <laughs> oh you're not allowed to swear well, oh, it's not right. 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 okay. Just, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, you can you, just just yeah. be yourself. Just be man. yourself. We can, okay. we can beep.
0: Come come to our house. Be oh, but I don't yeah. want to. Mikasa mi is Okay,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, so so yeah, it's it's a self promotion thing I find quite difficult. But yeah, I I only really let's rewind. So I ran a production company in London, and I used to ride a motorcycle in and out from Surrey into London uh, because public transport's pretty crap and um i i I don't like being i don't like being on public transport nothing to do with the people um but uh, i I just the the whole control thing i don't like it i just want to be under my own steam i prefer to like i'd even ride my bike in the snow because i prefer just to go eight miles an hour and get there on my own than rely on a train not working because there's leaves on the track uh so yeah i used to ride in and out and a guy who worked with me Ollie 333 if any if anyone's remembers back in those days cuz this is probably t- 12 years ago now probably something like that um he did this thing called vlogging motor vlogging and it was like what's that And he was like oh you should try it you should try it and i was like that is for absolute nerds there's no way i'm going to i'm going to ride along and talk like that is that is stupid you look like a, you sound like a-. and uh, he was like no try it try it and i was like oh Okay. And then I, I kept sort of getting a bit in trouble with the law. Like if you're on a motorbike a lot and it's I used to ride a Jix thousand in in and out of town, you tend to sort of attract a bit of attention, you get pulled over quite a lot. So as a way of almost self policing, I put a camera on my head and also to serve the boredom, I, I talked. So So the, you vlogged, basically. I vlogged, yeah. Became I, that nerd. Yeah. I, I became that nerd and um I always did it with this some some would say sort of arrogance thing which which does sort of follow me around I, I try not to come across as an arrogant asshole, but uh it, it hasn't it, worked it doesn't work does it no. I don't know whether it's the voice or whatever but anyway um I think it's more of a sort of uh we'll get onto this later but more of a sort of self-defense mechanism about being actually an introvert weirdly but anyway um I digress. By the way, I've got ADD, so by the, which everyone has these days, it's the most popular disease in the world. Yep. Uh so if I skip around just nudge me. Uh so uh yeah, so I used to do that and then put some videos up on Tinterweb, web and um it started to gain quite a lot of traction. And back then, you know, I remember getting my first 1000 views, as I'm sure you all do on your first YouTube channels, and it's like, "Oh my god, this is this is mm. this is mad." Um, but it was a real explosion at that time of the whole vlogging. Even very few people even did it with like cameras. It was like, as in, just walking around doing their experience. Influencers that that term didn't exist then. And anyway, this whole thing exploded, and it sort of spawned a generation of motorcycle vloggers and car people as well. I remember, um seen through glass. He used to be a subscriber of mine, and. Um, he got into it through that type of stuff, uh, through the bike world. So it did. I'm not saying I'm responsible for that, but it was, it was such a, it was such a different place then than it is now, um, and we'll, we can talk about that as we go. But if you want to jump in, by the way, no, no, because okay. back then there's like a handful of people. Now there's like thousands
0: of people trying to do. it.
1: Yeah, you couldn't. I, I there's no way that I think I could start doing what I did for a number of reasons now, and it be at the level as it is it just wouldn't work um i think that mainly the competition i guess there's there's more people Mm. doing it youtube itself has changed so massively and it wasn't so much algorithm driven back then it was if you make good content people like it it won't there's no throttling of videos there's it is just it 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 was a free how it should be how it should yeah. be. I, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would absolutely argue how it should be, yes. Um, but the world has changed and we've all got to do what we do. Uh, so anyway, so I did that and, uh, yeah, and the, the channel slowly grew. Uh, so that was the Baron Von Grumble channel. And then...
0: Where, where did the name come from, by the way?
1: Honestly, it was literally, I'd made my first little video thing. Hadn't even uploaded it yet. And I was with Ollie in the office, like late at night, like tapping away. And uh, I was like, oh, he was like, what are you going to call it? I was like... I don't know, I moan a lot. So I don't know, like grumbling, moaning. I was like, I don't know. Literally typed Baron von Grumble. done. Didn't even, which is so weird because normally I will procrastinate about a decision like that for years and uh, just did it. Click, send and go. And it was, it's probably a good life lesson um, to not procrastinate, just get on with it. Mm. Um, So it was, yeah, that's, it just spawned.
0: And becomes a, it becomes a brand.
1: It does become a brand. (laughs) Or you can
0: just use your own name. That everyone
1: thinks you've made up, like Joe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which, which is ironic, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, names, it is one of those, like, names is a difficult subject, isn't it? I mean, I know, like, I, I, something sort of, if people call me Baron, which they will, because that's how they know me, it does, it just feels awkward, doesn't it? Is there something a bit... Sort well, yes, yeah, a title for a start. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> but there is a, a strange... Yeah, there is something slightly uncomfortable about it. But then it's also slightly uncomfortable if people come up and call me Chris, who I've never met before. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that or anyone shouldn't do that, but it's just like... uh, uh, Because if they say Chris, then I'm like, have I actually met you and do I not remember you or do you not? And and sometimes they won't even say that. It's like, who... Probably the same with you with things like that. Yeah, yeah. uh, Or Peter or... The weirdest one is when people come up, because I'm terrible
0: with names and faces and remembering people... And, and they're talking to you like they know you. And you think, do have I yeah. met you before? Do I know you? Are you, It's normally, are you an important person from like a car brand that I should remember? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you just a, a, an acquaintance I've met? Or have I never met you before? Because you know everything about me because I have put it all online. Yeah. But I've never met you before. But you're one of my followers and I want to meet you. And I'd quite, I always ask them what their handle is so that I can see if I remember them
1: from the comments section. Because yeah. all you see is a name. You don't have a face to look no. at. No. It's funny that, isn't it? Because you you do see, you do get a, like, the the old phrase, never judge a book by its cover or whatever, but you can't help it. If you see someone's name and then a thumbnail of whatever it is, Mm. you've got an instant perception of what that person is and does. And I think going back to the name thing, that's why the name is actually really important. Like moving on to when we started 44 Teeth, which was the um, uh, evolution of what I did where Al who's my business partner in that company he worked for a magazine called Fast Bikes and that got bought out and it was going to move and Al had done a couple of phone interviews with me just from being in the bike industry and then we went on a bike trip together and we were chatting we got on really well and we were sort of like well should we do something together Uh, because he didn't want to particularly follow that publishing route and let's face it the magazine industry is uh, not in a healthy state so that's how we started it and then but the whole name of 44 Teeth is, is the rear sprocket size on a motorcycle. But it's quite nuanced. Like, not a lot of people know that. And it's particularly if you're ringing up some, like, a reception person going, oh, hello, can I speak to Dave? Or oh, who's calling? Oh, it's Chris from 44 Teeth. It's like, what? You would like some sort of dental thing? <laughs> and, 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 and and so so going back to that name thing, it is really important. I think honestly that we we haven't had as much growth because of that name um because the 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 quick perception of it you build that thing like what is this i don't know if it was motorbike 44 then people at least go oh it's a motorbike thing Mm. so so the name is really important but it's almost you it's so difficult to predict what's going to hit and what isn't um but in the same way, you know, do you want to be Britney Spears or the Velvet Underground? You know, you've got a cult following that are really devoted or people that, oh, loads of people like your stuff, but they don't really care that much. Yeah. So... And you can't really, once it's there, you can't really change it. So here here, here am I,
0: no. petrol ped, and I review electric cars, and the amount of comments mm, <laughs> you get, you've got petrol in your name, and you yeah, but I can't change it now, it's too late. It's too late. And let's not talk about the second part of petrol ped. Because that's... No, yeah. pe- pedestrian. Pedestrian, yes. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That's not what he
1: said earlier on off camera, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so so names are pretty important. Anyway, that was my route. So yeah, um, and then yeah, forty-four teeth has been going for, I think it's eight eight and a half years now. Wow. Is it that long? It is that long. Wow. And um, but then I, it, all throughout that, I've I've managed still my production company. It's got a lot smaller. I decided to move out of London because it just wasn't really doing it for me. And then the videos of me commuting and moaning in London, which is what a lot of people liked, stopped. And anyone, you put any video up in a big city on a motorbike, doesn't matter what the content is, it, it does get a lot of views for some reason. If you are driving around a country lane, forget it. Yeah, because in London you get people walking out, you get opportunity to comment on a lot more environmental stimulus stimuli that's happening around you. Whereas, oh, there's a dead badger.
2: But you've also got another hidden talent. Um and no, it's not the driving. We will talk about that a bit later. Uh but it's your voiceover. I mean you're yeah. I think you're a lost you know, lost opportunity there. So could you give us a little uh, voiceover of forty four teeth, maybe introduce me
1: and Ped. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting you on the spot now. The the voice is the voice is definitely and that's another thing when doing doing that whole vlogging thing. You do have to have well, you don't have to, but if you don't have a engaging calming exciting whatever your character is voice then you're up against it uh if you've just got an average or a slightly annoying voice which we've all seen channels with people that do have that it's just it's just hard to watch isn't it joe yeah (laughs) and you know uh so so that is that is part of it and you've got to play to your strengths um but, yeah, the voiceover thing, I am actually in... I might not still be in there, but there is a voiceover of me in the Science Museum. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so you have actually done it for... Only because it was, a, again, a, a client that we used to work with, and they are like, yeah. oh, shit, we need a voiceover. And I was like, uh, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. If you, if you do, do go in and put a certain headphone in, you'll hear me, hear, me, hear me saying... I can't remember the exact word, but I think it was something like, the planet Mars rotates around the sun four times the speed of the Earth...
0: Who knew? I don't. Uh, know, I don't know if those stats are correct. That's, that's the title for the podcast.
1: That's, that's it. Yeah. Have the voice
0: from the Science Museum.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and I've done a few other little bits as. as but I, 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 I actually genuinely enjoy that. And it, and you think, oh god, yeah, you could get loads of money for that. The reality is, it's the same with vlogging. The, the competition out there for millions of people sitting in their own little garden shed studios that are going to do something for fifty quid. Just forget it. If you're not Brian Blessed, you're knackered really. Yeah, you've got to again. You've got to have that. Uh, provenance before you begin, yeah so yeah
2: brilliant, I mean, yeah, talking about the forty four teeth um channel, I think what you guys do so well, which is very difficult these days, is you're very uh open about stuff, you're very honest about everything, um which isn't a thing, and I think it's it's a subject that we kind of touch upon with the podcast it's it's something that's very difficult in this day and age um. With brands and manufacturers and sponsors and stuff, there's a fine line with a lot of stuff, and you have got to tread reasonably gently with a lot of things because you can burn bridges, and there are so many other youtubers and people out there um, but I think you guys do such a good job of being uh well getting points and facts and interesting information across, but in quite a funny exciting way um edgy way an edgy way yes and like your news i love your news uh sections because you two just you almost take the piss out of it but at the same time once again there's really interesting information in there and you want to listen to it and absorb it so um it is nice and refreshing to see that sort of content on youtube because uh yeah as we all know it's becoming more and more polished and um Mm. yeah there's a lot more red tape around so well
1: it's not it's not youtube it's not YouTube now is as the, the the contents evolved under YouTube's direction. It's not what it was, which was hey, what was the its its slogan at the beginning? Um, uh, it was something about everything. Like what was it? What was YouTube's caption? It was like you you. All, anyway, it was it was a personal thing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the whole point of it was that anyone can go and put anything up, and it's a level playing field. You don't have to have a Massive Saturday Night Live TV show to get views. Whereas there was a a crossover of now you've got, like, these massive, like, US shows like Jimmy Kimmel and all this stuff and massive people who are already famous sucking up the time that most people... that Sucking up the time that that normal people have got to watch content. Like, people have only got a certain amount of time a day. So if you've got these massive people coming in and, and extracting all that time, there's less time for you. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit unfair. But of course, it's like everything these days. It comes down to money and advertising. And you know, I think the, a big turning point again was the whole PewDiePie thing when he made that joke and then got cancelled from advertising. And then, ab- then that whole advertising thing, is it offensive? Is it this? Is it that? Mm-hmm. And then everyone lost their And now it's all like... So it's just, yeah, it's, it's a really tough... Industry, but going back to the forty-four teeth stuff and communication, we try really hard to to be like your mates, just and talk exactly how we talk amongst ourselves. Like it is us, like genuinely, it is us. That is how we talk. In fact, we talk worse, a lot worse. (laughs) But we definitely can't, definitely can't show that on the channel. But yeah, so so we try to come across as ourselves and only do the things that we want to do, and yeah. (laughs) try not to fillate the industry too much because as soon as you start doing that, people start losing confidence, but you know, that, that again is another way that we are we should in my opinion have five times as many subscribers as we do um, but I think that's because we don't play the game hard enough on YouTube we don't do we, you, you have to make it a bit clickbaity these days or you're just going to you know, suffer but we, we really try, it's such a balancing act of wanting to get the wide audience but satisfy the existing audience and it's I'm sure you play the same game like oh yep. what should I call it should I put it in capital letters should I put an exclamation mark on it should I put a, a, a thumbnail that's that's enticing like whoa what is this Ooh. and then it's just, <laughs> but, but the thing is it works though doesn't it it, it, it does works. Yeah. I mean
0: every, every title has to have an element of clickbait yeah it, uh, but uh, for me clickbait is when you click something and it's not Actually, a representation of what's in the
1: video. Correct, but most most stuff is that. Even like, how many times have you actually watched a YouTube video that says wow in the title that is actually made you go wow? Most of the time, people click on it and forget what the bloody thing was even called.
2: Well, but but that's just the news in general, isn't it? If you go on your phone, you get those, you know, the news things that come up. And the headline... You'll never like, believe this. You'll never believe this, so-and-so. And then you click onto it, and you're like, well, wait a second, there's nothing relating to that. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive, or it's, yes. or
1: it's literally, it's just like a paragraph of, yes. of, a, of opinion. Yes. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. But that's, that's how, and again, that's what's driven YouTube to and all online platforms to have this algorithmic... That the only reason they are there is to make money. And if your content doesn't make them money... They're not interested in you. And that's as simple as that. So if advertisers can't advertise against our stuff because we said something wrong or whatever it is, they're not going to promote it. So it's like every video is exactly the same curve, everything, yeah. through, our, through our analytics, exactly the same curve, and then stops, and then that's it. That's when YouTube went, oh, they've had enough. Yeah. And just turn the volume down. Yeah. Whereas back when I started, that would just keep going up. Yeah, and the, a bit
2: fluctuating. It, and-
1: it, wouldn't, it wouldn't do this... 24 hours nothing which is what happens on all of our stuff yeah. it would just keep going if it was a good video it will keep going yeah. yeah yeah and that's that's a channel
0: of more size you know and that so when you've got yeah up and coming creators to be honest they've not got a open hell. no most of them
1: no unless they play the game and they you got to be like you know cleaner than clean you, you have to approach the whole thing which is the biggest crime of all of this you have to approach the whole thing of what's going to make youtube the most money not what do i want to do as a creator what to, what contact do i want to make mm. uh, so if anyone is out there that wants to do stuff you've got to make that decision do you want to please fillate the ceos or do you want to just do something fun that you enjoy and i, I can only recommend if you do the stuff you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it yeah. first of all you're going to be bloody miserable you're going to get frustrated just forget about the money I get asked all the time oh can you help me start my channel what am I going to do just do whatever you want and don't make it crap it,
2: exactly this is exactly so we had um, Tim Schmee on as, as our first guest sorry mate you're our second um, right. but um, he, he was uh, this is exactly a discussion we had with him and Head and I kind of talked about it and then Tim was like, that's the best point ever. Uh, Never, if you're starting YouTube to become famous or rich, forget it. Don't even bother, Mm -hmm. like especially today. But if you're starting YouTube to share your passion and talk about something you love, then do that. And if you do it well enough and long enough, then it will eventually start better. And that's, I think that's something that we can all sort of relate to, right? It's all, we all... I mean, you still have your job. You do bits and pieces, with it, which is a great thing to have because the revenue is a whole different subject that we, should, we won't get into, but it's really unpredictable. One month you're like, oh, this is great. I could—I don't need any other income. And then the next month you're like, oh, I'm not even going to cover my bills this month. Mm. And I think... Um, and it is just it's just about putting your head down like with any job really is is working hard but um but i think especially that if you walk into if you're starting a youtube channel any kind of social media platform and we all get asked like chris just said how should i do it what should i do so many people are so impatient they just want to go straight to the top how do i get myself a an ra and how and to be fair a lot of these manufacturers are to blame as well um because they do just hand out their best cars straight away. It's like, hi, I'm nobody. I've just bought 10,000 followers off Instagram. Yeah. I know that you're gonna you're gonna have done absolutely no research whatsoever. You're not gonna look at any of my ex posts and see that they've got no comments on them, and each one has got 2,000 likes exactly. How did that happen? Um, but here's our best, most expensive car. We're not even gonna ask what your car history is, and it's just and it's probably the same in the bike world. Um, and it's to just, a degree, yeah. Yeah. It, but it's I mean I it's, mean you've
1: got to fit a criteria and I mean I don't want to get too com- like controversial here, but if you fit into the criteria of what big brands want to at least have the perception of showing to the public of who they are, then uh, you're gonna do well. If you are us, then you're you're gonna have a different you're gonna have a different take on it, and you're gonna have a different journey. But as long as you do what you wanna do and you love it and you keep your integrity you've done nothing wrong it doesn't matter if you've got a thousand followers or a million you've got to make life work however you want to however you can and uh, you can can only look back on that scenario if you've done the right thing and you've loved it as a positive um, and try not to get too dragged down by YouTube comments which does I've been doing it for 12 years now but you still get these people and it's not that I'm hurt by them it's that i want to go around there and and convince and talk to them and go this is why you're wrong yeah but you've just got to go no and do exactly what youtube oh, doesn't tell we, it you off, you, you can't, can't even block you can't you, no, you can't, can't, can't block, block people anymore, anymore. you, you just can't just have have block people their, on youtube i know you just have to remove their comment and don't let uh, how
2: can you not block people on youtube i've blocked so many and then about 3 months ago i was like where's the block button gone and the block
1: has gone oh, it has gone how could you not block so if you're getting bullied, you can't block them now. I know you it's, can just you can just make their comments not show up. Yeah, I don't want them even watching my content. No, like I do don't I. want
2: yeah. them there because you still see the comment. Yeah, <laughs> your exactly. audience might not. It, but, yeah. Exactly, um, but I think that's yeah. The the whole cyber bullying thing is just. Uh, I'm the same. But imagine being
1: a kid. I mean, I've got a ten year old kid now, and he's just getting into the that world of social media. It's inevitable, and I've I'm I'm petrified for him. Yeah fortunately he's quite a you know chatty kind good like he's all right kid you know he's not he's not in the sort of hopefully never in the bullied category but all it takes is one day you shit your pants oh, yeah. uh, you know, and and that's it you're shitty pants joe forever and you know and then and then you get a youtube channel called shitty pants joe achilles and you go around I'll in every you car, be... you shit your pants, and that's your thing.
2: <laughs> I bet you that would that would be a success overnight. It would, yeah. Yeah. maybe not for me, but uh, for or, the, or, the, 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 or the manufacturers yeah. that lend me the car. say
0: I've got the new M3 Touring, I'm going to shit my pants in it. Yeah,
1: yeah, but with Silverstone leather. No, we're,
2: we're in. <laughs> or we do it in the Panamera that we were having uplifts in or, or, or chauffeured in it, uh, um, which uh, had a brown interior, which had a brown interior. But yes. then actually, it wouldn't be as effective, would it? It'd have no. to be Silverstone no. but anyway, yeah. anyway. Anyway, so yeah. so so,
0: so you do that. It took us half an hour. It took us oh, half an hour
2: to, to go down to base.
1: Well, yeah, but we're talking about children shitting their pants. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, anyway, the, if, the, the, the stench from that incident yeah. would follow a child. It used to be when we were at school, yeah. uh, you, you might have a half, half time at those hours at school. It's going to yeah. follow you everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't do anything about it. So,
0: what, One of my mates w- at school, I think from junior school, we used to call him Smeg. Yeah, right? And, and like foreskin na- smeg. A- <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't know but as a grown adult, I'm pretty sure he's probably still called smeg.
1: Yeah. My friend <laughs> Just- my, my best mate's called bog. Because at primary school, he 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 had he, like he, he had some bit of bog roll stuck to his shoe when he came out of the toilet. It was it was literally that. And that's that. it. Stuck. That's it. Bog.
2: Yeah. Bog roll. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> sorry Rob if you're out there. Yeah. yeah. There's sorry, all these sorry people listening going oh no. Yeah. That's out man um well i i i I think that's all fascinating with your sort of how you become who you are today and in fact we all share similar interesting stories and i think no journey's the same no journey same. i think that probably goes for most youtubers especially over the age of let's say 30 because they probably definitely had some kind of career or job beforehand and Mm. and it and it progressed over to, to to what they do today um but something I talk about a lot on my socials and I know we all we all have and and Chris you you've got your own Instagram account that I think is kind of uh almost um there for this is is the whole mental health aspect of of um of life these days and and I know um it's just an important thing and 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 I know we talked a lot during COVID and stuff you and I got quite down and stuff but you've started walking
1: do you still do it most mornings it's it's yeah i did it this morning yeah I was out, out every morning and out of so should i will so do a little recap of yeah, where, yeah, where. Please, so yeah so i i i throughout my life really i've sort of been on the edge of this mental health i've been susceptible to mental health issues and whether i don't know what i don't know why whatever it's just yeah you know, the 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 cards the, my genetic makeup whatever um, so I've struggled with it on and off some stages of life better than others but then I, I had like the whole COVID thing and it, 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 it really fried my brain and I couldn't understand what was going on I just didn't... I lost a lot of faith in many, many institutions, governments and let's not get into it here because you, unfortunately you can't um, but it really... Flicked a bit of a switch in me, and it's kind of like, well, what's the point? If if a, if a, if you just spent your life savings and your effort was to, your dream was to start a restaurant, let's say, and you put all your effort into it, and then someone completely outside of your control comes and goes, can't do that anymore. Uh, but but I've just put my life. Don't care. But it, it's illegal. But, but just shut up. And you're like, what? What? Hang on. We don't we live in a like Western democracy here. This this is this is be- oh well, people might die. Well, okay, but you know, it just seems so extreme. It seems so tyrannical and such a radical thing. And I know there's people on both sides of an argument. I'm never, I'm not going to, you know, say anything controversial. I'm just saying my experience. That that really flicked a switch. And I know me and Joe, we used to talk about that a lot. Like I don't understand. I couldn't travel. I wasn't interested in. I was stopped from traveling basically for three years for my job, two and a half years. Because I didn't have enough faith in the institutions that it was the right thing that though I was being forced into doing, I was like, "Well, no, I'm not interested." Um, and it just opened my eyes to this sort of wow, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And anyway, so I went down a bit of a hole and a bit, you know, it got pretty dark and had a bit of a rough time. And and out of the end of that, I I started a, a little. It's not, it's certainly not a charity, but I I noticed a lot of and as. I don't want to. Ju- I'm, this isn't jumping on a bandwagon or anything, but I know a lot of blokes in particular just feel that they can't talk about stuff and it's embarrassing and blah blah. blah. And to to a ex- certain extent, I'm also sick of people moaning about their mental health because they, it, you know, there's a lot of whinging and whining. There's a lot more worse people off in the world, but when you're in your little bubble of uh pain and darkness, you can't see that you just yeah. can't change your brain to go fucking hell i don't i don't actually have to uh fight my way through the streets to go and get some bottle of water or whatever you know there's 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 terrible stuff going on in the world so my little attempt of uh, of trying to ease that and it's not even a um i'm gonna cure you we've got the answer it was just hey mate we all feel like shit but we all love cars we all love bikes Let's go and take our mind off it, at least. Mm-hmm. And and I want you to know that if you're having a rough time and you suddenly have a bit of a panic, like if if I was freaking out now, it's okay. And because that's main, that's a lot of what this anxiety, I used to suffer with anxiety attacks. A lot of it was how other people would react to me if I had a like a you know a freak out somewhere. Like, oh my god, no, I don't want to. And that would then exaggerate the anxiety because like, oh my god, it's happening. What am I going to do? People going to think I'm so weird. So anyway, I came up with this thing called Permission to Talk. You obviously stole the talk name for this podcast. This is on my right Of course. I'll see you later. Is
0: it spelled T O R Q U E? Uh yes. Oh yeah, we did nick it then.
1: Yeah. Uh that's fine. And um so and it's it oh I don't actually have a sticker on this helmet, but it's basically a little symbol that um you can stick on your car or your bike. So you bike me or you're out and about, traveling around, and you're feeling, oh, my God, a bit shit, you might see one of those stickers around and go, oh, he gets it. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. There's no, like, come on, mate, let's go. You know, let's all go and sit in a mm-hmm. circle and <laughs> each other off with our problems. <laughs> like, I'm not... I'm not... It's not... That, that, there is no... I don't, I don't think there is a cure for this, like what we have. Yeah, yeah. There isn't a cure. But the cure... If it, the, the, the easing of any symptoms is laughter and support and, and getting into what you're into and you've got, you got to get out of your bedroom and this is why I took up walking I mean I've been on and off meds for my whole, for for a long long time and honestly you need to consult your doctor if you are feeling like this whatever but for me it, it, it was always just trying to it was trying to calm down a symptom rather than actually getting at a, a a, a cure of a problem yeah. so it was you're just sort of blocking yourself and then you end up in this weird like lethargy on these like med like meds which don't actually make you happy they just stop you feeling quite so bad but it's like a imagine like a heartbeat sensor you don't get the big lows but also in that you don't get the big highs either you're just sort of yeah anyway so i started walking and uh trying to get exercise in and it's it is without doubt the best thing i've ever done in the world so it's the easiest thing you wake up in the morning like i do like oh my god what you gotta do is go downstairs put your shoes on and walk out Mm. doesn't matter where you are i'm fortunate enough to live in a country environment so it's a nice place you've come on one of my walks yeah um but even if you live in a town or a city just get out because what you're scared of lying in bed not wanting to get out and see the world what you're scared of Like when you get out you go oh actually it's all right it's not so bad yeah what was i worried about and then your mind just starts taking over of 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 just dealing with the day and it's like oh okay oh well maybe i could do that later and by the time you've you know got rid of that pent-up anxiety i mean you're a fitness fanatic you 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 understand it's it's like this release i think it's the more sedentary lifestyles we live in this world the more people are going to have mental problems and Mm. the two are so i've i've i believe inherently linked um so yeah that was a bit of a waffling story no not
0: at all i mean i i'm out of the three us I'm very lucky I don't I've not experienced those those issues but I've got friends close friends that do um both both Joe and I've got one of my best friends has, has struggled for the last I don't know five ten years in a big way and you know I think there's a danger at the moment that that mental health becomes a kind of buzzword that's thrown mm, around by people that, yeah. oh it's bad for my mental health well yes there are examples of that but there are plenty of people who use that that it's really just not the case Well, where
1: were they in the pandemic yeah
0: but when when you know someone that has anxiety issues or depression issues the the just being there to have a chat to 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 go to the pub and have a beer or to to have a laugh um I, as you said I, I love going out on my bike and I, I don't have those issues but when I go out on my bike or I go out for a run that's my clear my head space yeah and it makes me feel so much better when I get back. Uh, my mate, that's got is he does the same thing. He walks. He'll walk 18 miles. Yeah. Um, it, on a Saturday, he'll just go out and walk all day.
1: Yeah. Um, because and, when you don't know what to do, you can always just go for a walk. Yeah. If you, I mean, obviously physically able to. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of if you don't know what to do, you're out there. Go for a walk, and if you come back and it's you're not satisfied, go for another walk. Yeah. Because at least then, at the end of that day. Rather than going, rather than wasting your whole Sunday with the scaries, like sitting in bed doing absolutely dick all, mm. you can look back on that day and go, "Well, at least I did a walk." Yeah, at least I, you know,
0: did something. I mean, we had um, Vanessa Ruck on a few years, a few years ago, a few years ago. A few years ago. Uh, about a month ago, I suppose. It? Yeah, time flies, um, but it, it doesn't. Quite know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was the same. She said, "You know, if she just sits at home, her mental health deteriorates really badly, and so her injuries, pain, yeah. So she kicking. gets out on the bike." and goes out for you know some massively you know hardcore off-road bike and that's how that's her escape yeah
2: um, and i think that's what i love about actually I, I think going out for a walk or something or some form of exercise is the best the next best is going out in something like well up until recently it'd be going out for a drive on a sunday morning yeah. or something uh, although these days with the traffic and the road conditions and stuff you sometimes come home more stressed than
1: when you left, or just a bit depressed by it <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah. like oh, oh i've, the spent, road's I've spent all this money on my mustang or this cool car you've dreamt you've dreamt about and then yeah. you get home and you feel unsatisfied with a it. flat tire because it's hit a butthole yeah but- and, and and you've had some orange paint thrown at you by some lunatics <laughs> <laughs> we're on high alert for them today aren't we? oh just yeah in case yeah. they burst
2: in yeah but i think but the motorbike is is a, it for me is, a, is especially for me, I guess, because it's new, is like a middle ground. Um, and even if I am stuck behind uh, a Honda CRV that's doing... Uh Thirty-five in a sixty, and then goes and then picks up the pace to forty miles an hour when it hits the thirty zone. You yeah. know that person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so even if you are with the
1: with the uh, <laughs> their phone sat nav stuck right in the middle of the screen, <laughs> so they can't see anything out their window. That, that is the that is the alert sign for me. You're driving on a motorway and you see this great big thing sat-nav lit up. Yes, lit right up in their right line. in their face, right in the middle of the screen. Yeah, you go like, they gonna can't avoid, drive. I'm going to avoid them.
2: Yeah. But uh, so even if you ask that behind that sort of person on a motorbike at 35 miles an hour in a 60, there's still that just freedom, the air, the wind, you know, or the it's rain. It's amazing the senses, isn't it? Amazing. You can
1: smell like you can like you can sense temperature change going yep. through a little hollow in the in the wood, or yep. you can smell someone smoking a joint like 10 miles ahead. Like yep. someone's been through here. What? And and <laughs> yeah. it, it, where are they? I need to go and find them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Why do people find it acceptable to smoke weed whilst driving, whereas having a beer would be like... N- no one would do... No one... I've never seen anyone driving drinking an alcoholic drink. No. The one I want to know is why
0: people who vape... Why is the cloud of vape that comes out so massive? I can I mean, tell you, know, you from a vape they're, they're in front of you, and like this cumulonimbus cloud comes out of the car and envelops your
1: car. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's, a, it's a, their vape rig... It's. It, I used to vape. I used it to give up smoking, and it was actually very effective, to be honest. But it, there is this. It's like it feels the thickness of it feels good in your lung. So the wait, what are we talking about here? Oh, sorry, you're vaping. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a big one. If it got into your lung. But the, the it it so it is there is this thing, and y- don't y- feed him. He doesn't need oh. any any encouragement. Oh, hey. <laughs> um. So, so, so there's a setting that makes it. Well, it's not a setting. Like you can you can go to the news agent and buy one of those crappy little things, but they're just that that's useless. They're going to ban those anyway, aren't they? It, people it, throw it, them it's away. It's the same. Yeah, it's 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 like having a little 1.1 Citroen. Nothing wrong with that. If you've got one um, versus like a 600 horsepower V8. The yeah. Citroen's fine, but the yeah. V8's better
2: anyway right let's, let's 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 uh get away from poli- po- yes. politics get away from Car- vaping cars yeah. and bikes. uh let's 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 bring it back to um cars and bikes so although you are a bike guy
1: mm.
2: person um, i'm known for bikes yeah. you're known for bikes you also love your cars and on top of that you're also annoyingly good at driving don't don't yeah. feed him any it, it, oh, look, uh, it's, look it's, at his look this is the look at his face that uh, so, say that again. I didn't hear it. Sorry, the so microphone let, cut just, out. Let, what
1: so, did you just say, t- t- Joe?
0: T- so tell us. Let, let's just put that one right. To, tell us about your bikes first. What, what okay. kind of really sexy bikes have you got? Yes. Yeah. Then we want to about cars, and then maybe we'll let you talk about Palmer Sport.
2: Okay. Yes. I mean, we're running out of time. Yeah. So yeah right yeah. at the end. We're running yeah. out of time already. No, we're not. I don't think not, these right. are long enough. No. no, no.
1: Uh, oh, do, when that? Does, do we get kicked out when that? No, not at all. No. You just depends how long you go on about Palmer Sport. Okay. Because we can map it any time. So bikes. No, yeah. No, what bikes have I got? I, I again COVID uh retail therapy got quite out of control. Ew. Um but as we've all experienced with the used market, in hindsight it was pretty good, actually. I've done pretty well out of it. Okay. Although I did sell uh, just when COVID hit, I just bought a uh, beautiful black nine eleven turbo uh nine nine one. Ooh. And um, I was quite leveraged, I was quite exposed on it and then COVID hit and I thought, shit, the world's going to be- the world's gonna implode, got to get rid of it. So I took a bit of a hit, like, get rid of it, get rid of it. Because oh, no. And now, and I mean, now they're just it, oh. it, like... I was about to, I was waiting for you to say you'd made an absolute ton of money on it. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, I also used to have a, a black 964 turbo hmm. with the whale tail, bad boys, bad That's boys. so you. What you're going to do what you going to do when they come for you and um, so I had that sold that when I got divorced and, and I, yeah that was don't know really how talk about that because it was a beautiful car uh, but yeah anyway, so I got rid of this turbo and then the, obviously the prices of everything yeah. have exploded and um, but I did chew my way through quite a few nice classic bikes so I've got I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't want to sound. Like a arrogant. What's your day? What's your daily bike? Uh, BMW GS Adventure. Oh. oh, that's what you. That's got. where I got my
2: obsession. For, well, that and also the 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 riding the BMW Rider Training School that I went to.
1: They're all on GSs because they're sponsored by it, BMW. It just that bike just does everything you need it to do. And if I want to go out, a lot of motorcycling, everyone has got a daily driver. And that is a GS. Mm. Yes, you might have a sexy little old 916 Ducati stuffed away in the garage or something. Um, But you just can't, you can ride it every day if you really want. But when you get to our age, it's like, what's the point? And actually, the GS is way faster, way more comfortable. uh, And you can go way further, you can strap. I I took a whole drum kit to the Nürburgring on the back of an adventure bike. We took, we, we went out, there's a picture of me, uh, to be fair that was a triumph actually, but there's a picture of me on the roads around the Nürburgring with a full drum set on the back, knee down, round this corner and these woods, <laughs> and these, these roads, and it, it, it was brilliant. That was the forty fourteenth video, it was called Lords of the Ring, and we went there with a guitar, keyboard set up, drum kit, tents, the, the aim was to see how much stuff we could fit on bikes. Wow. And we played a, a, a song in a field excellent but yeah so that so the gs does everything you need uh, it's like an x5m kind of thing Does yeah. absolutely everything and it's the uh, with, with bikes we'll get onto this as well the the bike isn't the most important thing it's the rider like yeah. you can have the fastest bike in the world but if you haven't got the skills you might as well be on a bloody scooter and that that's got to be way more the case for bikes than it is cars way more like you can put a pretty average driver in a super fast car and they'll be able to outdrive the good driver in an average car whereas on the bike forget it like it's completely well you just it you just cut like it's just a totally different discipline and it's very it's really interesting and we want to do a a feature i really want to take joe on his first bike track day i think you'll you've actually got natural talent on a bike and uh god he's gonna use that forever now So, but but there is but there's different types of people in the world right we all have an understanding of grip traction it's that feeling of what is happening like even with your eyes closed i don't recommend driving but you can understand like you the sensations that your body receives little g-force information little lifts like there's some people that have got that sense and there's other people that have not got that sense and they will never, ever get it. Yeah. So, But in a car, it's less apparent because you can just go, well, I went around this last time like this. I will just keep going. And if you make a mistake, the penalty is nowhere near as critical as on a bike because when was the last time you, you, you ran wide on a, on a car and fell out the car? Like it doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, you don't get shot into the air. They don't high side. Imagine if you're high side of the car, get thrown out the window. Yeah, exactly. You get a bit of a tank slapper on and you fly out the (laughs) sunroof. Like whereas the so the consequences for for making a mistake on a bike are so much, so much higher, which is why understandably people can't drive them as uh, nonchalantly as a car. Yeah. But I think Again, the, the the information, and I, I remember Brendan on that Palm Sport day. The two bike people, the confidence oh God, that they have. go. Yeah, but it's the confidence because the 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 mistake that it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. Yeah, you just go, oh well, I'll just put a t- tire on the grass. It doesn't matter. And I think if you're really good on a bike, you're going to be exceptional in a car. Yeah, because there's, you use the word exceptional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I think with, yeah, I, I genuinely, then that's not, well, actually, I, I, I think
0: you will be. It's funny because we were talking about Valentino Rossi, Rossi yeah. a, few, a, a few episodes ago. And, you know, he is, he's obviously, you know, a complete legend on a bike, but he's pretty, he could be behind the wheel of a car as well. Yeah, yeah
1: because he's got that. It, it's like they're, they, those people's brains operate on a level which it's not just eyes. Like people think driving or riding is like what you see. It's very little to do with what you see. It's what you feel, isn't it? We all know. You yeah. can feel when the tyres are losing traction. You can feel. If, you, if your tread block, like when you change, we, we all know, when we put different tyres on your car, you can feel the tread block. And you're like, hang on, so what you're telling me is you can feel an extra two millimetres of rubber on side. So yeah. Yeah. Because you got that. But whereas a lot of people, my mum, would be like, oh, new tyres. Yeah. Like, no idea. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It- yeah.
2: It is interesting. I think we'll t- we had Sam Reynolds on the podcast uh, back at uh, Festival of Speed, who's another legend on a bike. And um, and I don't know his driving history, but I know that he is super handy in a car. And he's just picked up a Lotus Amira, took it on a first track day, Brands Hatch, Paddock Hill. And he's fully sideways on, on, on the lock stopper at like, I don't know, 65, 70 mile an hour down Paddock Hill. And, and he is laughing and he thinks it's amusing Mm. and but almost without realizing how much talent you need to do that because for him it's like okay if it does go wrong i'm gonna get some stone chips in my car and you know maybe touch the barrier or something but it's not a
1: hundred foot jump where i could break my neck you know like and and, and then get the worst is collected by another another, vehicle yes like like that that's most accidents if anyone's going to have a serious one that's what happens
2: on the bike you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when well, you look at most like yeah Simon Shelley's death in P 10 years ago whatever that was exactly that wasn't it I mean yeah. most of the time riders slide away or at the very least get catapulted and break some bones as they land yeah. but it's when someone else comes and
1: cleans them up when they're on the floor which yeah. is, which is and sad, sadly shout out to my friend Chrissy Rouse last year yeah very painful um, but that's the same thing that happened to him at Donington Park right yeah yeah so it's a dangerous sport of course um but uh, but yeah the car i mean the, I'd, I'd love to i'd love to do more car stuff because I, i'm actually i think i'd be pretty good at it but i'm i'm actually quite like i don't understand i'd love to have a uh i'd love to do some drifting and stuff to understand a bit more about i think i pick it up quite quickly but like on the road you see all these like people like you doing drifting round roundabouts sometimes oh yeah and then yeah. you think or just letting the the back go out, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I want to try that, but I don't, I don't want it to snap. You need a big piece of tarmac with yeah. no consequences. Yeah, exactly. So I'd, I'd quite like to do that. And so if, I think maybe if you
0: we could if do if a- you talk to a lot of the guys that do it on the telly, Chris Harris, or, or that, that they've all had hours on a on a a track that's got you know lots of runoff like or bed tarmac or, yeah. or dunsfold or somewhere because it is stupid it, to do it on the roads and, and the, yeah. the only you, you just have to learn it there and and I you know we we talked about driving standards on the, on an episode recently and you just don't do it on the road because no. otherwise you, you're going to end up
1: hurting someone and no. encouraging
2: others to do it yeah, um, yeah I mean,
1: and you do look like a complete tit as well and I'm not saying I want to do it but I just want to it's like I want to know, I want to understand the car more. I mean, I've got a, a 996 911 CSR, so RPM Technics, uh, like <laughs> oh, homemade GT3, poor man's GT3, basically. Oh, yeah, sounds like a poor man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. poverty. Yeah. No, it, well, it, yeah, it's like 27 grand. Oh, it was. It was. Really. No, it still will be now. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, all right, I'll give you 27 grand now for it. All right, deal.
2: Uh, do you take credit card? Yeah. Oh. he's, he's but, quite but, serious uh, that's a serious oh, I can't
1: it? meet you oh, oh uh, yeah but but, in, but so as a as a cheap thrills car I mean I, I know 27,000 pounds is a lot of money but not in the car market these no, days no we you going to get a Ford Fiesta they like, don't make them anymore don't they, don't they?
2: no which no. oh. is sad and, and bet, you so are. you've got what else have you got what's your daily
1: uh, the a X5M which was in your video yeah um, but it's a 2014, 2015 X five M. Yeah. Um, which again, I'm I'm quite tight. I don't like spending a lot of money. I don't like having a lot of money tied up in a vehicle. But I like having luxurious, cool vehicles. So that that X five M, I think the list price even in twenty fifteen was one hundred and five grand. Yeah. And I picked it up for from for for forty. And it's very Probably still worth close to forty. But uh, yeah, as uh, yeah, private sale. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and, and then you the got your van. And I've got the van, which is, you know, out of everything, probably my favourite vehicle because yeah. it allows, for me, it's what it allows, uh, it's the enabler for all the things I like doing in my life. So, in fact, tomorrow I'm, I'm loading up a Yamaha R1, riding down to, driving it down to Italy, so through the Alps, got a little pop-top roof on it. Yeah. And then um, two days at Magello, which is probably the mm. best circuit in Europe. Particularly on a motorbike, I'm I mean, it, it is all. just it's it's glorious, and um and the van is just like I love it. And again, for my anxiety in the past, I used to I used to have real freakouts in traffic jams. Like I just couldn't, like I I couldn't sit there. Particularly on a motorway because you're just stuck, mm. and I would just get this, oh my god. But in a van, I can just I've got like a bed up top. I've got you know, you can you can survive in it. It's like wait, so do you go to vehicle? sleep in traffic jams then? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, or just, yeah. it's a, it's like a home. Yeah, it's yeah. like a home. It's a safe space. It's away a, from it's a, home. It's exactly what it yeah. is. It's yeah. a safe space. And it's, yeah, I just love the van. I love it. Have you still got, I saw a video of
0: you once on a Ducati that was pretty much like a road legal GP, uh, motor MotoGP bike. I don't know whether that was your bike or not. Like, I'm not a bike guy, so I don't oh, know. Oh, that
1: was maybe
2: your, one of your, your... You know when you went to see the collection? Ex- okay. uh,
1: no, I did have a, a V4 Panigale once yeah. um, well, in the Corsa colours. Yeah. But, but I've to be honest, the, the bikes I like most now, because those things, they're, like, they're amazing. They're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, how much would that be? I be? Mean, for our mainly twenty audience, twenty seven grand, I think, is a V4S okay. now. But a V4R will be... Oh, 40 wow and how but much that, was that's, that's right that's like that's, but what was your
2: hp race hp race was sixty-eight 000. 68 and when for did you get bike? that Twenty-eight, twenty-eighteen.
1: 2018 yeah, yeah. But you, i sold that pretty yeah late. you bought it and then regretted it pretty quickly <laughs> it was too expensive to crash and i'm too tight i don't want to crash it so i bought a an Aprilia rsv4 rf for like eight and a half grand and went faster on that because the fear of because again, it's not like you put a tire on the grass. Oh, got a stone chip. You've you've screwed it. Like you are like yeah. if you drop your sixty, it had a carbon fiber frame, which for a bike is unheard of. So it was like, yeah. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. incredible. And what what was the engine? If you, I remember, you telling me every was it every five hundred kilometers? No, every a- every two thousand miles. Okay, needed a. It was recommended to have a an engine rebuild swap. So you'd take oh, the engine the out, send it off, and then they'd send you another <laughs> engine. And that was how much back then? The engine was 12 grand. And the labour would have been...
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Wow. Mind you, I, I saw some... They didn't sell many.
0: No. no. So if you got one, I'd hold on to it. I, I saw a thing on Instagram last week. A Valkyrie needs uh, its first running service at 1,000 kilometres. Right. 12 grand.
1: And then the first service is like a hundred grand or something. It's ridiculous. But the the whole but that whole thing really pisses me off. If if you've got a Ferrari or a Maserati or whatever and you're like, Oh, I need some brake discs or a McLaren was the was a story I heard. Um and you're like, Oh, yeah, you go to the McLaren there's twelve grand for some brake discs. What? And then you find the actual part number and it's like the same as a Corvette. Yeah. And you're like, But these are four grand. Yeah. Like, or, uh, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> McLaren tax. But but yeah. doesn't doesn't that infuriate people i don't understand Mm. or do some do you think some people get a sick um obviously wealthy people like a sick it's gonna say bonus, buzz (laughs) a sick a sick buzz out of spending that much money to go oh these are special ones because it comes in a box with a sticker on it mean, i guess the argument will be especially super high-end hypercars is that's that's the price of ownership right you know but it's not though is it it's inflated yeah oh yeah true yeah it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. You know, if we if we're into cars, we should be making. Even manufacturers should be opening up the market to everyone, not just yeah. catering for this half of one percent that can I mean, afford these things. I guess the guy to watch for that is Matt Armstrong because
0: you watch him yes. on these builds. I mean, he'll find like you know a Lamborghini part, and then it's it's really just a VW a part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Some of the things- it's literally like hundred quid instead of two thousand pound from
1: Lamborghini. Yeah, like it, it takes the piss, and that type of that type of thing with my tightness would. It just makes me go. Do you know what? No, I don't. know I'm, I'm never going to buy one of those. I'm never going to buy one. Mm. Yeah, you know, in my current financial status, I couldn't yeah. afford. I'm anyway, ne- I'm never going to buy a Valkyrie either because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've like, decided. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. the fact it's what is it, a million quid, something like that. Uh, probably you, more yeah. than that
2: actually, isn't it? If you get know. one, I mean, I think that I think the the, the the problem is though these days in that sort of end of the market um, is with the future looming and EVs and all the rest of it. I think all manufacturers, rightly so, if we all had a car, if we all owned one, we would be pushing out everything we could that was exciting and overpriced. And I think the biggest example of that, um, and it's something I posted on my Instagram the other day, is the BMW three litre CSL, um, mm-hmm. yeah. which obviously I love BMW as a brand on the whole. Um, but that they're they're roughly £700,000. Uh, they made 50 units, so that is limited for sure worldwide.
0: So it's going to be much less than Seven hundred. Seven hundred thousand. was on the top of the yep, stand. Yep. Oh my they god!
2: They all sold immediately. So, it, so that kind of proves me wrong straight away because <laughs> <laughs> they could have probably charged a million and an have sold for sure. But I just think that's an extreme because once you've seen, once you know it's based on an M4 CSL or an M4. And you see the M4 underneath that frock it's wearing. You can't unsee the M4. And then you're like, that's just not 700 grand's worth. But they proved that it is because it's sold out. So I think all manufacturers are doing it. And they are literally, I think, you know, again, Porsche, all of them, they're all pushing these last sort of the ST that's just been launched. I'm sure it's, of course, it's brilliant. It's going to be. It's a Porsche GT car underneath. But they're literally... Just pushing out. And I think we're going to see that for the next couple of years. We're going to see the most ridiculous models and price models. But people are going to buy them because they're limited
1: numbers. Well, this is it. This is, this is, this is one of the biggest problems with the car and bike market particularly used is the speculators. Yep. like A lot of people don't give a shit Like what car it is. It's like, oh, it's a limited number from this thing. They've got so much money they don't care it's irrelevant yeah and and my other little theory on this is there's been so recent years there's been so much new money from different like bitcoin has has a I i think bitcoin and all that sort of quick cash has really affected things like car markets because you suddenly got these young generally younger people that are into cars and stuff and like oh shit i don't I, just need to, I need to spend some stuff i've just yeah, yeah. you know suddenly got a 100 grand in my account and i'm Eighteen. What am I going to do? They're not going to, not going to put a mortgage down on a two bed flat, are they? They're going to go and buy a bloody Lambo. Yeah, I, I would, and I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think there's there's a, there's a load of these sort of factors that have come in, but absolutely without a doubt, I think the car market and bike market is so ridiculously inflated that something's got to change. I don't think it's sustainable. And I think when people start realizing that that car you're talking about isn't worth seven hundred grand, because let's face it, it's not. No. It's, and, and I like BMW as well, but it's not a premium, it's not a Ferrari, it's not a, it doesn't have that Gravitas. They still knock them out, and it is what it is. You know, it, The only reason a BMW should be worth a lot of money is that it performs that well. That's, why, that's what BMW, that's their customer base. Yeah. It's a cheap way of going really, really fast, really, really reliably. Yeah. yeah. Well, not cheap anymore. No. You could buy like three GT3 RSs for them.
2: Yeah, well, I think I put in the comments, someone went, oh, well, it's all about your, I don't know, it's all relative or something. And I was like, and I just replied with, you could buy a fully spec P- PTS GT3 Touring and a £500,000 house for the same money. How? <laughs> like, so you get your much, much better car, like undoubtedly. And somewhere, and somewhere to And a nice pad to park it. for the same money It's not. But, um... But I think before we wrap, we have got to talk about the Palmer Sport Day a little bit. Uh, here we go. And I'm sorry, just I can't believe I'm bringing this up. It's almost like I'm burying my own grave here. So, so um, should, we, should we give some? So actually, the first the first time I met you was the yeah. Palmer Sport Day, and that
0: was a while ago now. It was,
1: yeah, and if it, yeah, well, hopefully, years, yes, We would already. love to arrange another one. We're trying. I, I think we're trying I to actually, work. I was actually in my 996 CSR there. Oh, that's when you just got it. Must have been. Yeah. So when was that? And we I followed you up Bedford. Sort of area, oh, yeah, yeah, and you were in your M two, and then you were like, "Oh, he's still there." So huh? it must have been twenty nineteen then.
2: Yeah, it must cool. have just been b- before COVID and stuff. but yeah. it was definitely before um, that. But we had we had an eclectic mix of YouTubers, mostly car guys and girls. Becky was there. Yeah, uh, Ricky Living Life Fast was there. Yeah, uh, Sid was there. Yeah. Um, who else was there? There was lots of people. Yeah, and and then obviously we had. The two, the two outsiders, the, the, <laughs> the two, two, two two-wheeled yeah, people, the, the motorbike <laughs> guy, and then and then our mutual friend Brendan Fairclough, who's a mountain bike guy, um, who both of those love their cars. Admittedly, uh, but those two kind of gave the majority of us a bit of a pasting overall. And I think, can you remember? Can you remember who won overall? Mm. Uh, uh, some, I mean,
1: I should have brought the trophy. Really, shouldn't I? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember because you don't know with these Palmer Sport days, you kind
1: of know. I was a bit surprised actually, to be yeah, honest, you, at the end of it. You know who wins each section
2: because each section's time, so you walk away going, Oh, well done Ped, well done Joe, well done. and but then and towards the end of it, then you all sit down and have lunch or whatever or dinner and then get presented with like your individual prizes, and then it's all on points, isn't it? And then mm. it's like the overall winner, and honestly, I kind of thought, maybe I've done it. Oh, you you
1: were gutted, mate. Yeah. I, you I've, did that thing where you stood up. <laughs> and it wasn't your name. I i, I didn't. Yeah. Well, maybe my muscles are
2: twitching a little bit. And the bit. winner
0: is Baron Von Joe
2: Achilles. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's our love child.
1: Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was... Yeah, it, I mean... It, it was a cool day. It, and I, I'd never done a, a car track oh, day before. Yeah. And... Makes it even I, I worse. Did, when I was... I think when I was... Very yeah, early in my in my twenties, I got bored. you know, when you turn up, Should to one of these, it. Yeah, these, these these rip-off airfields and you drive a a, a supercar. Oh, yeah. an airfield? yes, and you, you know, they're just awful. Yeah. yeah. Fact, there's a. It was a don't rev it. Yeah, don't it, do it this. A, there was a. It was a Ferrari 360 actually, and it felt like it was held together by yeah. like an IKEA uh, bracket set. I mean, it was like this thing was falling apart. It yeah, it was like anyway. But yeah, so I'd never done so a... straight out of factory then. Maybe they are like that. Maybe they are like that. <laughs> 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 they were, <laughs> quickly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd never done a track day, a car track day. So I was a little bit nervous. And then I, I didn't really know anyone. I knew Joe and then, but he was off, you know, being a big I am. And uh, <laughs> so I was sort of the first, the first few events, I was just sort of observing and sitting back. And, you know, I got a couple of fourths, thirds, Fifths. You're consistently good, yeah. But it was across all the so like the worst one was that the Rena, uh was it the Clio? Cut cars. C- C- well, your one, your one blew, I I blew, one blew up. I blew mine up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they've got rid of them now. They have just replaced them with that,
2: something man. else. I can't remember what. Could but we, yeah, we, we they got, got Ginettas, isn't it? They have. Yeah, they have replaced them with Ginettas. Yeah, because yeah. the Clio's well one. But yeah, you were consistently up there. And, yeah. But I think what always lets me down. And I went back a couple of years ago with um, Barry had a like a party uh like a sort of management party then and, and um and so i went there and I, I honestly like if i'm not gonna kid you guys i did get i did turn up thinking right i'm gonna I've got I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take this one away like i still obviously had my dark scars from when you <laughs> and i was like this is this is done and first few events i think i was top 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 or thereabouts there was another guy though that that used to race lots of cars and me and him were like battling where i thought no it's all about consistency and then it was the four wheel drive that let me down. It was the, the lining up those. Cause tennis you're like all oh, the tennis balls. I'd I yeah. was second in that. I smashed that. That's one. that. And that's, and, and that, that is one of the highest points you can get. So if you place well in that, it's like winning three or four of the others. So, so I really focused so hard on that knowing, but I still failed badly. I'm not very good at off-roading clearly and, uh, and lost it all there. But again, I didn't know. And, and I, I did do that, like in yeah. It was like, and the winner of overall, I thought, oh, this oh is bad I think I even gave my phone to Tony Lewis. I was like, Tony, can you get this? <laughs> can you
1: get this clip? <laughs> so, have you ever won it then? Mm, so
2: I you've d- never I, won the I don't driver so. of the
1: day? No. Oh, wow. No. I, my uh, my trophy will be on eBay. Yeah. If would like to sell it. Yeah. If I'd like to. Uh, can I borrow it? Maybe. You can borrow it if you yeah. want. Like, uh, but yeah, but it was like I loved it, and the high speed stuff, I was way better at. Yeah. Like the the actual track thing, the single seater, I screwed up that one, so I thought it was over then because yeah. I kept spinning it. But the the little two seater job, yes, it was just the again we we're talking about earlier, the consequences are just so low in yeah. a car. I mean, I know I say that people obviously have horrific accidents and it's a dangerous sport, but compared to a bike, it's just nothing. It's like yeah, eh, oh well. well. And and uh, understeering a bike, you fall off. Mm. Oversteering a bike, you fall off in a car you, you the the it's such a, it's just such a big big leeway platform but yeah. i'd love to do it. i'd love to, to get more into it and the older i get like i do want to start i mean just touching on the whole making content on motorbikes again it's so much harder than making content in a car wind noise rain um faffery faffery taking stuff with you like you can't just if you've got a superbike it's like brilliant oh where do i put my tripod you know you can't do it on your own it's really difficult so i think i might I might delve into doing a bit more car. car you don't things. do too
2: much, though. You know, it's like, you know, a bit of a, you know. Yeah,
1: I might steal a podcast. Saturated. Well. I might do a podcast yeah well. yeah, well. if I do do a podcast, you guys can come on. Oh, it. thanks. Yes, Definitely. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah.
2: Um, I think that's probably a good time to wrap it. <laughs> Mine might be sponsored by... <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was going to get that in me. <laughs> uh, a
2: big shout out. To for sponsoring yeah. me, uh, hey, on the hey. Listen, you know we're not all as fortunate as Ped as I, Ped and I. So uh, you know, having Michelin as a as a sponsor. So look, without competition, the world will be boring, wouldn't it? He exactly. Was. I love that he said that, and it's, he's got a Michelin boom. Look at the branded boom. He hasn't even seen it. Everything's. I'm in your. I'm in your crib. You are in our <laughs> crib. And actually, talking of cribs, I think we mentioned it at the beginning, but I'll mention it once again. Big shout out and thanks to Podium Place. Yep. Um, hmm. We've all uh, had a lovely coffee this morning, which is probably part of the reason. I could do with like, another one actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've, well, got, we've got walkie-talkies, we're just we're just walkie-talkie a coffee order over. Coffee coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we'll go and have actually we're gonna go down and have lunch. Um oh, nice. Uh, nice. and then a quick quick coffee and um and
1: say our farewells. But um yeah. Can be, I just do a quick little shout out of as well? You so can. so if anyone likes the sound of that permission to talk thing, yes. the website is p 2 uk and you can get a little sticker you can put it on your car or your bike, whatever. Um, and it's literally just a symbol to say, I get it. That's it. And, I get it. Yeah, I, I think I've got some with me, so I'll give, give some yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, you never know if someone might be having an absolute freak out and they see that and go, "Ah, oh, it's all right.
2: Mate, it's all about helping that one person. Whatever I've done posts on Instagram and stuff, if I get one reply from someone that just yeah. says... This has helped me, or yeah, just the. I think it's normalising things as well, isn't it? Well, it's
1: again, making... I mean, I wish I can't believe We didn't even talk about this. I rode my bike to Bosnia, oh, yes, in I, aid of this, which was a, a mental health clearing head exercise. So yeah, solo ride. Like I just, I couldn't work. Couldn't I was that sort of ill. I couldn't work. I was just like got to go. So I packed up and just rode. Th- yeah, the GS. Yep, through Bosnia. That's a brilliant uh, yeah, series. Romania. And it's
2: amazing. And that's on the Baron Von Gumbel channel. That is on um, Baron Von channel. And it's a yeah. really good series because you, what's,
1: very, very what's honest, the, yeah. it's quite yeah. embarrassing in a lot of spaces. Well, no, but,
2: but it's not, but you're, you're crying in places, you're... <laughs> Shut you're, up. You're, you're, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're very up and down. Your emotions are like, it couldn't be more I think, real. I think it's an accurate example of what yes. a lot of people go through. And I, I'm, again, I'm trying not to whinge. I know lots of people got bad things, but it's the difficulty of seeing the light. Yeah. It's like being in a hall of mirrors and you can just never find the door to get out. Yeah. I don't mind being don't like that. Just... Good, looking, good looking, good looking. Anyway, um...
2: <laughs> that was a joke, by the way, just in case. You're going to cut that bit yes. out because it's going to look really yeah. stupid. I know, like me in a recent podcast with my cap on backwards and glasses and getting told off for looking. I can't remember what people. Yeah, yeah. This, is a, this is a podcast about talking about cars and bikes. Yeah. Not It's not fashion. Is it yeah. well there's down not levels and fashion mate I no <laughs> anyway, uh right, so yeah, Chris, thank you very much for coming on and your time. I know you're a busy man, um so oh, I really so appreciate it, me. and thanks for talking so openly and um just being yourself um keep up the good work, thank and you. I look forward to seeing you very soon doing some motorbike content, hopefully with you um thanks guys. yeah, cool bed good stuff bed. I think you you could just
0: uh and an.
1: Easy now. Easy now. (laughs)